Blog Talk Radio. Enjoy the presence of the Lord right now. Oh, we love you, Lord. We bless you, Lord.
wait on you, Lord. We wait on you.
tonight's show. Hopefully you can hear me okay. I did a test call on my phone and it sounds okay, but sometimes it sounds a little muffly because I'm like right there. But welcome, welcome to tonight's show. Today is February 21st. It's 2024, 710 p.m. Central Standard Time. And thank you for tuning in to PGN, Prophetic Grace Network. I am your host tonight. I am Tanisha. Our other host, my sweetheart, Terrence, he is unavailable tonight because he had a prior engagement, but he sends all of his love and he's always praying for you all. Um, So let's get started. Um, Hopefully you listened to last week's show. We talked about love and what, what it means to truly love, and we went on the topic of loving our enemies. To me, that's the ultimate display of love, is loving somebody who is an enemy to you, Um. Maybe they're not your enemy, but you're their enemy. And we talked about what an enemy is. Um, It's not just a person who doesn't like you, but it's a person who actually seeks to harm you. Um, And they're they're out to to make things rough and hard for you. So if you didn't hear that message, I highly recommend that you listen to um, last week's show. I'm going to say that was our Valentine's Day show. That was the word that the Lord gave me was loving your enemies. Um, So tonight, I want to talk to you about, and the Lord just gave me this right before I came on, I want to talk, I want to encourage you about the faithfulness of the Lord. So like the song that just went off says, won't he do it? He said he would, right? One thing we have to know about God is he's going to do what he says he's going to do. So Terrence and I have been dealing with a situation, and you guys know that, who've been listening for a while. We've been dealing with a situation for literally years. And God has kept us encouraged through the situation. And like we always encourage you to, to do, you, we, Terrence and I each have our own personal relationship with God. You know, we talk to him, we pray together, we have conversations every day about the Lord, but we also have our own alone time um, and our own alone conversations with the Lord. So God is very good because he always keeps you encouraged and always wants you to remember the promises. Like that song says, won't he do what he said he would. That's why it's important to have that conversation with God, because what does he have to say about it? You know, it's great when you're going through things to have wise counsel. It's great to have people that you can talk to um, that will give you sound wisdom, godly counsel. That's amazing. 
Um, but people are people. Of course, God uses people, but we always need to be seeking what what does God say about a situation? What what does he have to say about it? Why? Because God tells the truth, right? God is not a liar. Let's go into Numbers. Verse 23, let's start with verse 19. We're just going to read verse 19. I'm reading this out of the Amplified. God is not a man that he should lie, nor a son of man that he should repent. Has he said, and will he not do it? Or has he spoken, and will he not make it good and fulfill it? Come on. Let's compare this. Compare. So the way the NIV reads it, which is the New International Version, says God is not human that he should lie. Not a human being that he should change his mind. Does he speak and then not act? Does he promise and not fulfill? This is a rhetorical question the word of God is asking you. New Living Translation says God is not a man, so he does not lie. He is not human, so he does not change his mind. Has he ever spoken and failed to act? Has he ever promised and not carried it through? Come on, somebody. God is not like man that he should lie. He doesn't give false promises. He doesn't speak it and then not do it. That's just not the the, the way God operates. And so I want to encourage you in that tonight. So like I started off, Terrence and I have been dealing with a situation for, for, for quite a long time. And uh, last night's show, Randy was talking about a situation he's been dealing with. He didn't go into details about the situation, but just said that he's been dealing with a situation that is now turning itself around. And I listened to the show. Um, I wasn't feeling my best last night, so I kind of was in and out um, of listening to it. And so I listened to the show again today because I was feeling a lot better today. And... Every example that Randy gave, see, this is, I'm just telling you how good God is. Every example that Randy gave was, a, was, was, was something that God used to minister to me. So one of the people that's in this situation reared their ugly head the other day, um, this week. And I'm like, oh my gosh, Lord, how much longer do we have to deal with this? You know, like it just gets... You know, you, you, you learn how to love, right? You pray. You pray for, for people and when people are, like, trying to antagonize and, and trying to make things hard and difficult for you, you pray for people. You, that's, that's love. You love them enough to pray for them and not get yourself angry or upset because you know what's behind the scenes. You know what's really going on. If this is, you're not my enemy. I mean, I know you've made me your enemy, but you're not my enemy. My enemy is the, is the enemy, the devil, and you yielded yourself to him and you don't even realize it because he's not a friend to you and he's just using you to bug me, um, but he's not your friend. He's out to steal, kill, and destroy you included and you can't even see the access you've given him. So let me pray and cover you um, instead of getting myself all worked up. But you still are a person, right? So you still take it to the Lord and you still take your frustrations and say, I'm tired of this, man. Like, how much longer? So... Last night's message with Randy talking about a situation that he's been dealing with and how it's turning itself around. Um, and he gave like even he gave like different examples. One of them being um, him and, and Mordecai. 
one of them being Joseph and his brothers, one of them being Moses and Pharaoh, and one of them being David and Saul. These are all stories that God personally ministered to me in, in the beginning of dealing with the situation at different times, in different stages. And so Randy and Randy didn't have any knowledge of that. You know, maybe I've told him bits and pieces here and there, but no, he didn't have, he, he still doesn't have full knowledge, none of you do, um, of what we've been um, dealing with. So it's like last night's show was like a grand finale of all of it because like every single example was used. Even Randy was talking about his own situation, how it's turned around because the people involved have done something. They broke the law. They did something uh, illegal. And it's like it's it's turning itself around. And now everything that he wants he'll be able to, to get. And even in our situation, um, one of the main players has has broken the law. Um, more than once now, just um, at the at the very end of last year, they they did some illegal things, and the Lord told us, Terrence and I, that this is it, it was something that was needed, like it was evidence, something that was needed for something that He's already done in the courts of heaven, but not for us to act on it per se, but it will, I guess, play into everything. Not sure how God's going to do it, but he's going to do it because he said that he was going to do it. But when, when you know, the main actor in this whole thing started cutting up and um, just being on their usual madness, you know, took it to the Lord in prayer, like, man, how much longer are we going to deal with this? And so Randy's show last night was very encouraging to me because without him knowing, he used every example that the Lord has given me to um, tell me what the outcome is going to be in the situation and that, you know, we're, we're on the right path and we're doing the things that he wants us to do. And what he said he's going to do, he's going to do. So I listened to the show um, today. And then when I was done listening to the show, he said, I want you to listen to the August 10th, 2023 prophecy. Cause Terrence and I, we record our prophecies on like a, um, a video recorder um, through our phone so that we, can listen to them so we can build faith for them. And I highly recommend that you do the same thing, you know, record them so you can listen to them because faith comes by hearing and by hearing the word of God. So I'm like, in my head, I'm like, that was very specific, you know, like, okay, let me look through my video recorder. I'm like, I mess around. There'll even be an August 10th one. And, but you know what? <laughs> there was. Um, so I don't know why I doubted what I heard. So I played it, and Terrence and I, were, I waited for Terrence, and we both listened to it together. So I'm like, the Lord told me to listen to this prophecy again. And it was just absolutely mind-blowing because it was talking, Randy was prophesying about God doing a 360 in our lives, turning something completely around. And he was reading off the numbers that we had given that night and saying one of them was, you know, uh, double for our trouble, and one was because we'd been taking some licks. Like, he rhymed it. It was like something, something double for your trouble and then 26 because you've been taking some licks. And um, even that August 10th played into like to everything. So God was just giving me encouragement to say, hey, just endure, you know, just overcome, just keep doing what you do, because what I said is going to happen is going to happen. And so that was the word that the Lord gave me right before the show started to give you tonight to hold on to the promises of God because again, let's read um, 
Numbers 23, 19, God is not a man that he should lie, nor a son of man that he should repent. Has he said, and will he not do it? Or has he spoken, and will he not make it good and fulfill it? He's going to do it. Like, hold on. It's a timing thing. You know, Joseph, it seemed very unfair. It was very unfair that he was in, in, in prison unjustly. But even the amount of time that he was there, there was some growing. There was some things that took place to get him the mentality that he needed to be second in command in Egypt. And then even the wrongs that had been done to him by his brothers, he didn't have to go looking for them and say, hey, you owe me an apology or this, that, and the other. God brought them to him to, like, get all that squared away and get all that reconciled. Excuse me. When, When Hammond hung on the gallows, Mordecai didn't have to set a trap. He didn't have to set a plan. Hammond set his own gallows. What he meant for Mordecai, he ended up hanging on. You know, Saul chased David out of jealousy. And even when David had opportunities to take him out, I mean, he was scared. You know, that was that's scary to have the king of the land want your head, basically. He didn't, out of respect for him being chosen by God, as you would call him God's anointed. And the same sword that Saul was chasing David with, he fell on and died. You know, when 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 Moses went to Pharaoh and said, hey, release the children of Israel. And at first he made things harder for them. And all Moses had to do was do what God said to do and ended up sending the plagues and showing Pharaoh who was in charge, who's the big boss. Right. <laughs> you got these little gods you serving, but they did. I'm the real God. Right. He proved who he was. And proved even to his people the power that he has. So yes, serve me. I am the God. So it was proving all around who he was. And then they left with the gold and the silver. And they had the promises of God. And knowing that he had that he, you know, had their back. Because we're coming into a time of that where we're gonna really need to like know that. It's easy to know that when there's things in place for your comfort, but what about when your comforts are snatched? You know, we're, we're going to come into a time of that. I was reading um, a prophet that I follow on Instagram. Well, he claims to be a prophet. I don't know if he is or isn't, but I don't have no bad feeling about him. But he's a pre-trib, he believes in uh, a pre-tribulation rapture. And I was reading his comments, and somebody had a comment that stood out like, that's not true. And, you know, as a body, we need to be prepared for, you know, the wrath of the Antichrist, and but knowing that God is going to protect us, which is absolutely the truth. So we need to be knowing that God doesn't lie. We need to be leaning on the promises. All these things that we're dealing with now is even a buildup to, to prepare us for what's coming soon, right? Antichrist is alive and well. We'll see him in our lifetime. This is not some hundred years from now thing. This is not a prep your grandkids thing. This is our lifetime that we are going to see him come into reign. You know, um, my son sent me a video about the technology of the Neuralink and just um, the different brain chips and what it can do and all this different stuff. And it's just wild how it's advancing already with the possibilities of what they're trying to do with this chip. And um, I was explaining to my son that 
my belief with it is that the reason why it's going to be called the mark of the beast, not because it's the mark of Satan, so so to speak, um, because, I mean, that's true, too, but it's twofold because once you have it in you, right, they will be able to control you with that chip. Like they're claiming, like the video that I watch, oh, no, we, it can't be hacked and all this kind of stuff. It's just for, like, output. No, it's, they'll be able to control you with it. Everything that God does, the Satan wants to counterfeit. And who do we have to help us have self-control and to, to help us to yield our will to God? We have the Holy Spirit. God gives us and fills us with the Holy Spirit to help us with our will so that our will lines up to the will of God so that we can say, nevertheless, my will, we yield our will to God with the help of the Holy Spirit. Well, this mark of the beast, which I believe is the technology, I think that the, the Neuralink is the infancy technology that will be used for the um, mark of the beast. It will have the ability to make you do what it wants. It will then rob you of your will. Free will is really the only thing that separates us from like any other species. That's what makes a, a, a person or a man a man. You have free will. Well, you take that. Are you human anymore? You're now a beast. So that's my belief uh, concerning that. We're coming into that. We're going to see that in our lifetime. Um, so when we start to see things um, like that, the things that are very scary, when they start to try to cut things off, you know, we might not have the Internet or then you might have to have a, a chip to scan to get on the Internet. I don't know. We already know that you're going to have to have that mark to be able to buy and sell in their system. Um, but God is preparing us even now to have our own things in place. Like I know some of you are are being drawn to growing your own food and farming and learning about you know, um, herbal medicines and all that kind of stuff. That's not a coincidence. It's because God is setting us up now so that when that stuff takes place, we'll be fine and we'll be able to help other people. But when, when, when life as you know it changes, you can't just get on the internet. You can't just call people that you want to call. You can't just go to the grocery store. You better be believing that the God that you serve is not a liar, right? You better be believing that He's not going to change his mind. You better be believing that he don't. He, he's not wanting to speak and not act. You better be believing that he will fulfill his promises. It's going to be imperative because, yes, it's going to be scary. You know, I still remember when years and years ago, I want to say 2006, when going in a time of fasting and prayer, I was praying in tongues with my mentor at the time, and, and God just showed me an apple. It's just an apple. I had a vision of just an apple, and I'm like, what are you showing me? And he said, you're going to remember a time where you could go to the store and buy an apple. And I said, what does that mean? So there's going to be a time where you can't go to the store and just buy apples? And he said, yeah. People will remember. Man, I remember we can go and buy apples. Just like the children of Israel when they got out into the wilderness. Oh, I remember when we could just eat how we wanted to eat and blah, blah, blah. And it was scary for them because they were not. Now they're just totally at the mercy of God. Now, if they would have had that faith and believed and just trusted, then it would have been easier for them. Not to say that it still wouldn't be kind of scary, but it would have been easier for them to say, you know what, God's got me. So some of the situations that we're dealing with now, like I know Terrence and I's situation and, and likely Randy's situation and, 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 and maybe your situation is preparing us now. God is just showing us that we could trust him in, in a hard situation. In a tough time, in a time where it feels like 
you know, the lies are winning and the person coming against you is winning. And it feels like, you know, you're doing all the right things and doing what's right is not working. But you keep doing what's right. You keep being encouraged. You keep waking up. You keep doing what you know to do. You know, maybe it is that we're dealing with those things to prepare us for what's to come because this is just a, it's just a, a, a test. It's just a display. It's just God using it as a display so he can show you and, and show us his wonders and show us that he don't lie to show us, hey, when you first came about the situation, I told you this is what's going to happen. And even though you went through these twists and turns, and even though it looked a little shaky and a little scary at this point, it, what I said was going to happen still happened in the end. I'm prophesying. So we're, we're, everything we're going through is preparing us for what's to come because God is going to use us in these end times to encourage people. God is going to use us in these end times to, to minister to people and to tell them, I know you're scared, but trust God. Because when things were quote unquote normal, I was going through this court thing or I was going through this thing at my job or I was going through this thing in my family or whatever you're dealing with. I was going through a sickness or whatever and God told me that this was going to happen. He did it. Trust God. I know you don't know him yet, but there's universal promises for us as believers. Let me show you his word. Let me show you what you can hang your hat on. I know they're going to come against you and say, oh, you, they're going to cut off your money and if you don't do this. And, and oh, they're going to cut off your electricity if you don't have that. But trust God, he's going to make a way because the word of God says this. And, and, and you can look at these personal promises and then get to know him. And guess what? He speaks. He's a living God. And then you can hang your hat on the personal promises he gives you because the word is the word. If he said it, it's the word, whether it be written or spoken. That's our job. That's what we are going to be doing to encourage people. So while that situation might be beating you up, think about Joseph's situation. Let's just, let's just talk about Joseph briefly for our prayer over y'all because um, I'm going to get off early tonight because I have something I need to do before Randy's show starts because I want to call in his show and get some prayer and listen to the word. Um, so I'm definitely going to pray over all of you guys. But before I do that, um, let's briefly talk about Joseph, right? We know the story of Joseph. And if you don't, I'm going to just paraphrase it for you. I highly recommend that you uh, read it. But his brothers was jealous of him. And they ended up selling him off into slavery in Egypt. Um, and then while he was there, he got favor with Potiphar and was into his house. And Potiphar's wife had the hots for him and was trying to get him to uh, have an affair with her. And he wasn't going for it. So she lied on him. And he ended up going to prison. He didn't touch that lady. He ran away from her. And so even while he was in prison, his gift, you know, your gift follows you. You, you, you can't ungift it, right? Even when I was unsaved, I had a prophetic gift. Unsaved. People just said I was psychic or knew things or, you know, they would call it all sorts of stuff. But I've always had a gift of prophecy. I, I literally, one of my first memories in, in, as being a child in kindergarten was crying and my teacher asked me what was wrong and I told her I know things. And she's like, what do you mean? And I told her, I said, sometimes before things happen, I know it's going to happen and, and I and I thought it was weird and upset me. I was five. And she told me it was a gift from God and it was nothing to be afraid of. And I just went off and played. She just normalized it just like that. I've always had a prophetic gift. I just didn't know what it was until I became a believer. 
and then it started to God like grew it. So even though Joseph was in prison, his gifts were still there. So here he is with other prisoners interpreting dreams. And, hey, don't forget about me. You know, one of them, he's like, hey, you're going to die in a couple of days. Another one, hey, you're going to be restored to your rightful position. And when you do, don't forget about me. They're still in prison for a while until said person remembered them. So imagine being, you know, away from your loving father who favored you, taught you all these amazing things away from your brothers that you loved and betrayed you only to end up having favor in Potiphar's house and you being cool with Potiphar and Potiphar knew good and doggone well you didn't rape his wife but felt obligated to defend her so you in prison now. Then you feel like I looked out for you and interpreted your dream and you didn't forgot about me. I'm just rotting here for no reason. No reason at all. Very felt very unfair but holding on to he, he held on. And he went through all that to save all of Egypt and to save all of his family. Sometimes what you're going through is not about you. It's to prepare you for the call that God has on your life. Joseph, more than anybody, could say, hey, you could be, I mean, bottom of the barrel. Most of the time, most societies, bottom of the barrel is a prisoner. I don't believe that, but most people, most societies believe that. This man went from a, a, a felon, right, because that's what they, the worst they call it, the felons. He went from a felon to the number two in charge of all the land. It don't get no higher than that. So I don't care what your situation has you looking like to society. God can elevate you, and he did elevate Joseph for to, to save people. Hmm. So what you're going through, just think about it. It could very well be to save people. And God knew you could handle it. And guess what it's doing? It's developing character in you. I talked about it last week about how it felt to have a, a, a for real enemy. Because you be thinking you have an enemy. You got that boss that don't like you or whatever. I thought prior to that that I had an enemy. No, I didn't learn what an enemy was until I for real had an enemy. <laughs> somebody that really wanted to harm me and my family that boss that lied on me at work that was child's play <laughs> that was nothing compared to what I was going through having a, a for real enemy a person literally stalking me and, and, and attempting to terrorize my life And going through great lengths <laughs> to try to tear me down and discredit my name and all sorts of stuff. Stalking my ex-husband and his new wife and also, I mean, just like I say, crazy Lifetime movie, ID channel type stuff. The lengths that this person <laughs> went through. And it, and, and, and it developed something in me. First, it was rage. That's what it developed in me in, in the beginning. Because I was very upset. Imagine you going through all this stuff and you haven't done anything to a person. And they have targeted you because of something God has for you. That you didn't even, you know, you you you, you asked for something, but you, you didn't know how God was going to give it to you. And then this person don't like it and hate you just because you exist. 
Like, you wake up and breathe and they hate you. Like, uh, legit hate you. So when somebody, when you've not done anything personally to somebody and then they attack and they're attacking you, that's going to upset you. Because as human beings, our, 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 the way we think is, oh, I didn't do anything to them, right? I didn't do anything to deserve it. Sometimes it has nothing to do with you. It's the spirit that you possess. It's the anointing in your life. It's not personal to you. It's who you represent. It's who you are in the kingdom. It's the God that call the, the 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 call that God has on your life that you didn't choose. I didn't choose to to be prophetic. I didn't choose to interpret it. I didn't choose none of this. God chose it. I remember God told me what I was and who I was, and I was like, I don't want it. That's weird. I don't want that. You want me to just randomly go up to people and tell them things that you want me to tell them? Let's say it's you. That's that. That's given nutcase. I don't. Can I just bake cookies and watch kids or something? I didn't want to prophesy over people. I didn't choose it. It runs in my family, literally too. When I look in hindsight, whether they whether the family members serve God or not, they a lot of my family members are and have been prophetic. And had a gift of prophecy. And God chose to put me in said family. But it developed, going through that, developed things in me that I'm going to need in these rough times. When they say they're after us. Hey, I, I, I know how that feels to have somebody after you. And feels like they're winning. When, when not only they're after you, but they're sending people after you. You can't even grocery shop and look at your bread and you thinking the guy in the bread aisle with you is going to, pull a gun out and shoot you or something. You go out and your car doesn't work. You don't know if they planted a bomb. You don't know what's going on. Your daughter's being followed from school. I know how that feels. But I know that when God said, I got you and you're protected, don't buy a firearm, don't do this, don't do that, don't do anything. I'm going to protect you and did. And still have. So going through that has given me what I need so that during these times when things get a little shaky in this world, things get a little rough and things get a little scary to where I'm telling you what I know. I know how it feels to have things in danger. I know how it feels for a person to be coming against your person, right? So that's you coming against your livelihood, coming against where you stay, trying to come against your peace, coming against your family. I know how that feels. But you hold on to God. So when God uses me in these end times, those experiences have prepared me for the message of hope that God is going to use me to give to people. And so what you're going through, God is going to use it. If you could just get out of you for a second, if you could just step away from your personal feelings and know that God is not like man that he should lie. And whatever God has told you about your situation, you can trust it. So even when it kicks up, right, it flares up. Don't get mad. Mm-mm. Don't get mad. Say, okay, God, what do you what did, what did you say about that? And if you don't remember and you wrote it down, reread it. If you recorded it, listen to it again. Go to God and say, Lord, I need you to refresh my memory. Because I know if I'm going through it, it's serving a purpose. 
It's fortifying me. It's strengthening me. It's, 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 it's putting a fire on my anointing. It's doing something to me. It's teaching me. It's molding me. It's purging me of things that I don't need. It's implanting in me things that I do need. It's doing a work in you. And whatever God says concerning it, you can believe it. I don't care what it looks like. I don't care what it feels like. Jesus taught us that. When he's in the guard sweating blood, you think he was feeling real good and real toasty and warm on the inside? You think he had the warm fuzzies? He did not. Takes a great deal of mental stress to sweat blood. He came with the purpose of doing it, and you see how that flesh behaves. Flesh is like, eh-eh. I don't want to do that. If this cup should pass. But nevertheless, not my will, but your will be done. Because that flesh is going to try to come screaming like, oh, we don't want to do that. Oh, no, I want to be nice to that person. I want to pray for that person. I don't want to do this to that person. I want to tear that person's head off. I want to do this, that, and the other. That flesh is going to tell you the opposite of what God is telling you to do. But listen to what God tells you to do. And believe it. That's how you get that peace that surpasses understanding because there's no understanding. I really believe this year we're going to be able to tell the full story of everything we've been experiencing. And you're going to be like, man, y'all was doing shows and doing all this and able to laugh and joke. I mean, one thing I will say, too, is that it, like, the sense of humor that God has. <laughs> we were able to really, like, we've got Terrence and I have so many running jokes now because of, like, dealing with stuff. And, and as a couple, it just made us strong. Like, Terrence and I were, were strong. I was able to see him experience things, and he was able to see me experience things. So I know he's, he's, he's not new to it. He's true to it. He had opportunities to, 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 do, to follow the way of man, and he always did what God told him to do. I know Terrence is a man of God because I watched him. I watched the most precious things being, you know, dangled in front of him and threatened to be taken from him and him still standing on God's promises. A real man of God, not just one that says it, just show up at church on Sundays or just because he can sing or know some scriptures. No, I, I, I watch that man walk the word. I watched him to say, God, I, you know what? Not only this situation, I want to be totally dependent on you. And then I watched the man life Looked like it fell apart. But really, it came together. It fell into place. And then I watched the blessings pour out on him. I really watched Terrence go through a Job experience. And how his integrity and his faith never changed, never wavered. Even when it was like, it felt like literally everything was being stripped. And him like, you know what? I'm holding on to God. I'm not going to fold because I know what God said. And then I watch things turn around for him. And now we're just waiting on one final pub, one, one final piece, one final promise. But I just want to encourage you tonight. And I want you to rethink your situation, whatever you're facing, whatever you're dealing with, that may be difficult. It's not about you. And not in the way that you're looking at it. Don't take it personal. As far as your feelings, but take it personal that you were chosen for this, that this is what you need 
You think when Joseph was having those dreams and interpreting them and his, to his brothers and some nana nana boo boo, uh, I'm going to be in command, you're going to bow to me type stuff, because I know he was bratty. <laughs> Do you think he would have been so eager to tell his brothers those dreams about him bowing if he knew it was going to require him to be in prison for several years of his life? <laughs> I promise you he would not. And sometimes the things that God has told you, how he's going to use you, this is what it takes. What you're experiencing, what you're going through, this is what it takes. The promises that God has told me, the things that God has shown me about my life, even with me being able to touch people and heal them. This is what it takes. What I've experienced, this is what it takes. It gives me a drive, too. To know that there might be people like the person and the people who have come for me and come after me that need to be touched by me to where I can touch them and that demon just leave them. That motivates me. I want people to be set free from that so that they could be set free and they could have peace and they could have the abundant life that God gave them. And so that they're not wreaking havoc on God's people and sowing bad seeds. Because that's all they're doing. Is sowing their own seeds. I remember the Lord told me, let, 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 them, let them come after you. Let them come. They're going to fall on their own sword. You do nothing but what I tell you to do. You don't retaliate. You don't take your opportunities. Let them fall on their own sword. Let them hang on their own gallows. Let me show them my one. Let me plague them. Let me use you to even bless them. And that's exactly what I've done. And that's exactly what my husband has done. Well, you get it right all the time to have weed, no. But we always have always sought God and say, okay, Lord, teach me your ways, oh Lord. Teach me, tell me what to do. Tell me how to respond. Tell me how to react. Tell me how to even think about this. And he has, and he's been faithful, and he's always already given it. He told me when it first kicked off how it was going to end, and then used Randy and other people, even other PGN people, to confirm it. They had no idea, sometimes verbatim saying what God told me to keep me encouraged. This was in the, when it first was starting in like 2000 and, what was that, like 2017, he told me then, hey, I'm telling you now, this is what this this is how this thing gonna end. <laughs> and it's, it's it's gonna be not it's not by your hands. Let let it let it play out because in it there's lessons, there's things, there's there's it's it's, it's fortifying you. And I'm like, can't if this cup could pass, right? But nevertheless, not my will be done, but your will be done. And I see what it's done. So when, when you're dealing with something minor, I'm like, that's small potatoes. God is going to take care of you. I can tell you that. And then not only dealing with that situation, but dealing with a whole bunch of situations all at the same time. Like being bombarded. Because at some point, we are all going to feel bombarded. When they start cutting things off and all that kind of stuff, you're going to be like, oh, no. When it rains, it pours. Like, But I serve a, a strong tower. I serve a God who will who will, 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 will sit me on high where I ain't got to worry about them storms. And even if storms come and they flood everything out, I serve a God that walk on water. Because it wasn't just dealing with 
the situation I'm talking about, a lot of stuff was going on at that time, like a lot. <laughs> it was like almost overwhelming. I'm like, Lord, what are you doing? Are you trying to kill me? <laughs> but he was making me strong, and he was showing me how to walk the word, how to trust, not to trust how it's feeling, because your feelings will take you down a dark path. We see it in, you know, Psalms. Read David's Psalms. He's all over the place. <laughs> it's like sometimes we are. And that's okay. You're human. You just get your mind right. You gather yourself and get your, get yourself together. I've talked about this on the show before, too. Take your moment. You need to scream, go scream. Go scream in the pillow or something. Go scream in the upstairs bedroom, whatever you got to do. Scream in your garage. If you got to cry, go cry. Don't stay there. You need to have a little pity party. Have a little five-minute pity party. Pour you some tea, have some crumpets. But don't don't you stay there. You know, you need to go play some violins and have, you know, feel sorry for yourself. You know, take three minutes to feel sorry for yourself and get yourself together. Dust yourself off and say, you know what? What does God have to say about this? Because you're still a person. You're still dealing with things. But cry when you need to. Not because you just, oh, things are like a person. You're going to cry. No, cry when you need to. And trust God. Because we need to be fortified. We need to be strengthened during this time. So let these little situations that don't feel so little, they feel like big giants or not. The giants are coming. <laughs> They're coming. We ain't seen them yet. What you think is a giant now is going to look like an ant when, when we go into what we're going into. But it's exciting because I know God's got us. And you need to know that too. So whatever he's told you about in your personal situation, please trust that. God is not a man that he should lie, nor a son of man that he should repent. Has he said and will he not do it? Or has he spoken and will he not make it good and fulfill it? Like the song says, won't he do it? He said he would. That's all you need to know, period. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, I come to you right now in the name of Jesus. Well, thank you for tonight and this opportunity to come before you and speak about the goodness of you and about how you don't lie, Lord. We are so grateful that we serve a God who doesn't lie, that you're not a man. We are. We're, we're, we're mankind. We, we lie every day. Sometimes we lie to ourselves. But thank God we serve you who's not a man, that he should lie, that you are, uh, uh, you, you, you fulfill your promises. You, you, you make good on, on, on what you speak. You fulfill it. You don't change your mind. And help us to grow in every situation that we're dealing with, every situation that we're facing. Some people are facing possible layoffs. Some people are, are facing issues in their health. Some people are facing drama with their family. Some people are, are facing legal situations that no matter what we are facing, no matter what we are dealing with, you are there with us. And whatever you say the outcome is going to be, that's the outcome, period. And help us to build our trust and our faith in you and help us to build our strength where we could be strong in you, strong in your promises, not strong in the things that give us a sense of security, our bank accounts, our jobs, and all this other kind of stuff. And these are great things to have, but these are things that don't last. These are, are dead things. We serve a living God. So help us put our faith, hope, and trust in you. Let it be done in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. All right.
I was supposed to be off by now, but <laughs> I always let the Lord have his way. Okay, so I'm just going to uh, mute, get your name, pray for you, and go down the line. First is 682-738. Who am I speaking with? Make sure my volume's up. Okay, it is. You there? 682-738? The number looks familiar, but I don't know who that is, but I'm going to pray for you anyway. Um, so, Lord, we thank you for 682-738. I think that's Lashun. <laughs> my son. Hopefully she uh, tunes back in and listens to it. But Lord, we thank you um, for for Lashon, Father God. We thank you uh, for for her just understanding, like the word said tonight, that that you don't lie. That she can she can hang her hat on the promises. That there's things that you have for her. There's um, financial um, breakthroughs. Um, there's there's a, a, a growth in ministry. The things that you just have for her, for her personally, Father God, and help her to to have faith and believe it, no matter what it looks like, no matter what it looks like, that it, you you you'll do a quick work. You know, one day you wake up and you got negative eighty two cents in your bank account. The next day you wake up and you got a hundred million in your bank account. Like that's type of God you are, just just like like that. One day you go to bed and you're feeling bad and. And, and, and your body feels like it's breaking down. And next day you wake up and you full of life and, and vitality and it's gone. You ain't got to deal with that no more. You know, one day you go to bed and you hate your job and it sucks and you just can't stand it. You don't want to wake up another day to it. And, and then next day you wake up and Lord say, quit that job today. And you do. And the same day you land another job. It's your dream job without even applying. Like that's the type of work you, you do. And Lord, I thank you for LaShawn um, knowing that and trusting that. And just not going by what things appear to be, but going by what you said that they are and said what said that they're going to be. So we thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. Next is 251744. Who am I speaking with? Hey, Denise, this is Jamil. How you doing tonight? Hey, Jamil. How are you? I'm good. I'm doing all right. I'm doing all right. Awesome. Well, let's pray for you. I'm glad you called in tonight. Lord, we thank you for Jamil tonight, Father God. Thank you. For uh, for for you using him um, as a display, as a display piece, putting him in the in, in the center of things, putting him in the forefront of things. Um, it's like when you go to a museum. I like museums, and um, museums have a lot of things there. Like some of the things are like in the basement, or sometimes in the attic, but they put the most beautiful, intriguing things on display, right? Um, and that's what I see with him doing with you, Jamel. Like God is putting you on display. He's going to put you on display and put you in the middle of things um, so that people can see the work that he has done and the work that he is doing in your life. This is something that God did with me. Pre, pre-Jesus, um, I, I, I was not, <laughs> I wasn't the best person. I'll say that. Um I really wasn't. I always had a gift, um, even with people. People were drawn to me, but I had a very bad temper. Um, I did not like people like that. And so when God saved me and the way I turned around, the work that he did in me, the way that he really gave me a love of people was a testimony for people who had known me pre-Jesus. Like, oh, man, if Tanisha's like that now, 
I know Jesus is real because I know how she was. Like God did such a quick work and then put me on display to show people. And and that's what I see him doing with you where who you were and who you are, right, are are completely different. And people are going to see it like, well, not him, He, but he used to do this and he used to be this way and he used to speak like this and he used to blah, 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 because they always want to bring out who you were. That's just the nature of people. But those seeking the truth, that you being different, it's going to be a testimony that, man, God is God is real because I, I knew that dude, you know, before all that. I knew that dude before he was, like, fully committed. I knew that dude when he was doing this, that, and the other. Like, I, I remember um, a, a friend from high school that I knew even as a young adult because um, God moved me out here to Texas while I was still a young adult. I want to say I was 26 when I moved out here to Texas. But she had known me in my pre-Jesus days and she saw me even transform, but not in person. She saw it more online, like through Facebook or MySpace or whatever social media we were using back then. But um, she had did a live, and I jumped on a live to be supportive, and I jumped on. She goes, oh, hey, you know, my, my homegirl Tanisha's on here. You know, we go way back. And she starts telling stories about me, and I completely forgot about them. You know, they weren't horrible stories, but it, it, it was just funny because I'm like dang I completely forgot that you know about that because I would never do those type of things now but she remembered them but she knows how I am now like I said she didn't tell anything that was too horrible but it was just crazy like how she remembered that you just never know the things that people remember about you so they remember that and they see how you are now they're like man yeah God really did a work um in their in in their life because I remember how they were so um that's what uh, God is going to do with you, Jamil. He's going to put you on display where um, people are going to know that he's real because your story is beautiful and unique, right? That's, what, that's why you like to go to art museums. They're, they're beautiful pieces. They're unique pieces. They stand out. You know how many painters and artists there have been since the beginning of time? Why do these particular ones make it in the museum? Because people are intrigued by them. They find them beautiful, the artist's life is beautiful, the way their strokes are beautiful, or the methods or whatever, and so they put them on display. That's what God's going to do with you, to show how he works, to show that he transforms, to show that that it doesn't matter what people say, or people say, oh, you'll always be this way, or whatever the case may be. No, you're going to be whatever God says. You're going to be as long as you yield to him, and he's going to show you that. When God told me that I was made to love people, I was like, but I don't love people. I don't even like them. And God said, you know, if I yield that to him, he would change it. And I didn't even believe he could change it. And he did. I, I literally love people. Like, I love people. I want what's best for people. That alone is a testament that God is real. And that's the type of stuff that, like, things that you would think would, are impossible or that you would never do or never feel, you're yield, you yielding to God and him transforming you is going to show people, like, man, I know God is real because I didn't think that dude would ever blah, 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 blah. You know, people would who knew me, like, I didn't think Tanisha would ever, like, love people, genuinely love people, and be looking out for them, and chatty with them, and hugging them, and all that, like, that wasn't me, so, thank you, Lord, for Jamil, the transformation, and putting him on display, showing the beauty and uniqueness of him and his life, let that be done in Jesus' name, amen, okay, we got a text in prayer request from Jacqueline, 
Um, Lord, Heavenly Father, we just uh, thank you for Jacqueline tonight. Uh, I, I come against um, um, that spirit of insomnia on her, whatever is uh, blocking her, uh, her, her receptors in her brain to be able to like, uh, like to, to wind down and to sleep. I, I just block that in Jesus' mighty name. Uh, and Lord, speak good sleep in her life that she would be able to not only uh, fall asleep um, easily, but to, to get genuine rest, to go into a deep state of rest where her body is repairing, where her brain is not shut down. Sometimes we could be asleep or, or what appears to be sleep, but our mind is still not into a deep state. So Lord, I just thank you for her uh, to break that off of her, whatever it is that's, that's preventing that sleep. In Jesus' mighty name, I put the blood of Jesus over her brain where the, 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 the levels that she needs in her brain, the, the chemical levels that the brain will function properly with the chemical, the proper chemicals are released to, to help her to go to sleep. It's a chemical release. It's like a blockage. And unblock that in Jesus' name. Amen. All right. Next caller is 225454. Who am I speaking with? Hi, Karen from Louisiana. Hey, Karen, how are you tonight? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing good tonight. Thanks for calling in. Let's pray for you. Heavenly Father, we thank you for Karen. Lord, we thank you for um, her getting really excited about things, getting excited about the direction um, that you're taking her life, that you're using her, Lord, to really be an encourager to people. You're using her like a, like, like a Statue of Liberty, so to speak. Um, people are drawn to it. People are drawn to the idea of it, of freedom. Um, and that you're going to use Karen as, a, as like an example of, of freedom for people, true freedom. Um, when our mind is right, that's when, when freedom comes in. I was having a conversation with my sister um, yesterday, and she was saying how her life changed when she stopped caring what people um, think about her. And she said, you know, she struggled with that for years. And she said maybe recently is when she, you know, stopped caring and she was like I always admired that you never cared but that literally did and she's like you're like our mother like my mom didn't care what people thought about her and she was a very my mom was a very uh, classy lady and she um had this she had a gift of making everybody feel like she liked them and you know like people loved my mom but she did not care what people thought about her (laughs) and I picked that up from childhood like to a fault and so I've always been able to live my life quite free because um, I didn't care what people thought. And that's come over into the kingdom very well because I do what needs to be done. I'll say what needs to be said. I don't mind having the tough conversations. Um, I, I, I don't mind. I'm not ashamed of the gospel. Like there is a freedom in that. And, and Karen, God is going to use you to teach people how to like have real freedom. A lot of people are in bondage by other people's opinions. A lot of people are bondage by because they care what people think. A lot of people are bondage because of expectations and all this kind of stuff. But when you, your, your true freedom is found in Christ. And God's going to use you to teach people that and to be a beacon of hope. Like, hey, you, you could be free and, and still in bondage because you're bound by expectations of people. But when you are free to be who you are in Christ, that's true freedom. So, Lord, thank you for caring. I thank you for the anointing in her life, Father God, for her to um, destroy yokes of bondage on people and on their minds and how they think and how they do, um, and, and, and that you're going to use her to really 
minister um, the gospel of Christ to, to where people can have real freedom, freedom to be who they were created and made to be. Let that be done in Jesus' name. Amen. Oh, that was a good word. All right, next is 504282. Who am I speaking with? Hello, it's Nicole from Louisiana. Hey, Nicole, how are you? I'm good. How are you? Doing good. I'm glad you called in tonight. Let's pray for you. Heavenly Father, we thank you right now for Nicole. We thank you, Father God, for, for just completing the for completing the work. It's like God has started some things, and now you're going to see him finish it. Um, completing completing the work. Um, sometimes things that God starts, it feels like it's been a while. Um, and so it's not that you gave up on it or anything. It's just like, eh, just circle back to that when I need to circle back. But God's going to show you that he, he, he completes the work that he has started, and he's 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 completing something. Some things are uh, are coming where where that's that's done, right? And that's not always a bad thing, you know. Like when you build a house, it has to be completed before you can live in it. You know, you go through the process of watching it get built and all that, and then it at some point it's complete, and and now you can enjoy the home. Um, sometimes things complete like court cases, right? Um, which are typically not fun, but like even I'll, I'll use one that my sister and I recently went through when our mother died. She was an heir to um, our great grandmother's estate. Well, when my mother died, we became the heirs of that estate. It had to go through court and it was messy and it was not fun. But once that court case ended, then we were able to obtain our inheritance and we have to deal with that no more. So completion because something com- completes you know, it, it, it could be a really good thing. Sometimes things, court cases can end. Now you don't have to deal with madness anymore or deal with a person or whatever the case may be. But I see God completing something, some completing something and, and, it, and it being um, beneficial to you, like you, you, you enjoying what has now been complete. Because nothing always, nothing feels good when it's incomplete. Right? So we can get used to things, but it doesn't feel good. You want things to be complete and God's completing things. So I thank you for that. Thank you for the favor on Nicole's life. Thank you for the joy that she walks in, Father God. Thank you for the favor with you, Lord, and the favor with people. Let that be done in Jesus' name. Amen. Next is nine zero three eight zero eight. Who am I speaking with? Hi girl, this is Janie. Hey Janie, how are you? I'm good. I'm good. We've I called. We've been going through a number of different things here lately, and I just thought I'm going to get prayer from my PGN family. Yeah, we haven't spoken to you in a while. I know. (laughs) Miss you guys. Yeah, we missed you too. I'm glad that you called in tonight. Thank you. You're welcome. Yeah, thank you. Good to hear you too. Let's pray for you. Heavenly Father, we thank you. For Janie, Father God, thank you for the expansion, Lord, that you're that you're expanding her, expanding her territory. Um, I, I thank you, Father God, that you're using her to teach people and that you are going to use her to teach people how to be self-sufficient um, during these end times, how to um, how to grow things, how to obtain things, how to maintain things. Um, we're so used to being in these systems, um, Janie, that we 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 are very reliant on systems, right? We live in the world. And the world has systems, whether we want to admit it or not. Everything is a system. There's educational systems. There's legal systems. 
there's medical systems, there's even systems on how we eat, how we get our food, there's systems on how we have electricity and, and water and all these things to our home. And I see God using it to teach people how to be uh, independent from systems. And I see him really expanding you. Um, today I was looking at, um, I was looking at land in Upshur County, which I've never been to Upshur County. That's in Texas. But my family is from, on my mom's side, is from Upshur County. I've been doing a lot of research, actually the last couple of years, on my family history on both sides of my family. And on my mom's side, they're from uh, Texas, um, mainly Upshur County and California. And on my uh, dad's side, they're mainly from uh, Alabama, from Bessemer, I think that's how you pronounce it. But it's interesting to read the... um, like the occupations and all that. I have a lot of farmers and things in my family. And um, I was looking at land today in Upshur County, which again, I've never even been there. But when your voice came on, I saw like land, like you're just getting land. Like I saw, like I was looking at land and there was like acres and acres of land available um, in Upshur County. And I see God like, when I say expanding you, I mean, just that, like, expanding your like the ownership of the land right because there's there's not new land being built land is what it is and i see god expanding you your territory like the territory that he's going to make you a steward over which is land because that immediately popped in my head was how i was looking at land today in upshire county um so we thank you for that lord give her favor and give her um uh where where it's almost mind-blowing like the way she obtains more land. So let that be done in Jesus' name. And I, I, I speak over her health, Father God, uh, supernatural health. Supernatural health for her and her family. Let that be done in Jesus' name. Amen. Next here is 919-292. Who am I speaking with? Tanisha, um, this is Shaquilla from North Carolina. Hey, Shaquilla, how are you tonight? I'm great. How are you doing? Doing good. Glad you called in tonight. Let's pray for you. Thank you. You're welcome. Heavenly Father, we thank you for Shaquela, Lord. We thank you for um, making her a a friend to people. Uh, Shaquela, a lot of people don't have friends. They think they do, right? They have friends in title, but they don't have, like, legit friends. They don't have for real friends. They don't even know what it means to be a friend. And I see God making you a friend to people. I've had this experience where I was working with a person and God told me to be her friend. And, you know, at first it seemed cool. She was cool. We had a lot of common. And then, you know, time revealed that this person had a lot of problems. Um, a lot. <laughs> Where it was almost feeling draining. And I remember I wanted to cut her off because it was feel like it was kind of sucking the life out of me type problem. Um, but I, swear, I, I was, you know, making myself available because the Lord said, hey, I need you to be this person's friend. And um, so one night I called into the show and I had Randy pray for her. And this was like one of the nights where I'm like, man, I got to cut her off. Like, this is for the birds. I don't want this. But the Lord like, no, you know, friend, friend sticks closer than a brother. Like friend, friend is around like for adversity and all that kind of stuff. God was really ministering to me. And so Randy prays for her. You know, normally Randy gives a personal prayer. He said, hey, can you pray for this person? He gives a personal prayer for them. He's like, you know, God sent you to be her friend. I'm like, oh, my gosh. Like, it was confirmation. 
but um, it was it was seasonal too. It wasn't a for everything. I, I don't speak to her um, now by her her doing. It wasn't my doing, but um, yeah. So I see God using you to be a friend, um, like being a real friend to people, like where it doesn't matter if they're getting on your nerves, it doesn't matter if they're draining you, or you're making yourself available, you're loving them, you're giving them sound wisdom and advice, even when they're not taking it, you're taking their problems to the Lord. Because even some of the things besides me uh, 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 having Randy to pray for, for her, Randy saying that, you know, I was a, a friend to her. He prayed over some things and prophesied some things that were confirmation, things that I had uh, spoke over her. Um, so I see God really using you to to be a friend. And this is this is for their benefit, Shaquilla, and for yours. Like it's 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 sowing a seed um, to where God is going to bring very sincere, genuine friends to you that will be lifelong friends. Because that's something that I, I, I desire um, is, is lifelong friends that I could pour into, that could pour into me. We all, we all want and need like certain types of friends. And this is going to be a seed or seeds that God's going to use you to sow to get just that like genuine friends that will be godly friends. So we thank you, Lord. Let that be done in Jesus name. Amen. Okay. Let's see. Randy text me. Oh, Jesus. Oh my gosh, 15 minutes from Upshur County. <laughs> what a trip. Okay. <laughs> yeah, and I've never been to Upshur County, um, but that's where my, um, a lot of my, when I do the census records and all that kind of stuff, I've been studying. Even Upshur County is a really good genealogy um, website and all that stuff and database. But um, that's where my family, on my mom's side, they are majority from um, Upshur County. So, that's that's funny. <laughs> Maybe that's you. You probably get some land um, in Gilmer and, and all those surrounding areas. There was I can't remember some of the other cities, but that's what I saw when I, as I was literally looking at Upshur County. I put it in Zillow and to look at the land. And when I heard you said Upshur County, I saw the land. So. Maybe that's where you're going to get more more land at Upshur County. All right, so let's go to our next call. That's funny. Um, let me see. I almost lost my place. Where am I? Okay, I'm here. Nine five four five eight zero. Who am I speaking with? I don't think. Hello, this is Carolyn. Hey, Carolyn. How are you tonight? I'm good, thank you. How are you? I'm doing good. Glad that you called in. Let's pray for you. Thank you. You're welcome. Heavenly Father, we thank you for Carolyn tonight, Father God. I thank you for um, her her having the her really walking in that peace that surpasses understanding. And what that means is that, you know, things could be going on and, and people could say, why aren't you panicking? You know, cause that's, that's what makes sense. Like you understand a panic, but when you have peace that surpasses understanding, there's no understanding to the peace because you shouldn't have peace quote unquote. Um, but you do anyway. And I see you really walking in that where it doesn't matter what's happening around you. Um, like right now, the big thing at Terrence's job, they're doing lots of layoffs. Like, I'm not talking a couple people here, a couple people. I'm talking thousands and thousands of <laughs> like crazy layoffs. And uh, we don't care. You know, I mean, we care about people and, and we care about, but we're not um, scared. 
about what's going to happen. And I don't work. So this is what God is using for our income um, currently. But we trust God. And so we have peace. And that's what I see with you, uh, Carolyn, that no matter what is going on around you, the things that you're attached to, even when they start to look shaky or loose or whatever, it doesn't matter that you, God is going to give you a peace because you already know God's got you. You already know God's going to take care of you. You already know what God is saying about your situation. And I see you really walking in that and really having true peace. So thank you for that peace. In Carolyn's life, let that be done. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, let's go to the next caller here, 251-342. Who am I speaking with? Won't he do it? He said he would. I know that's right. Yeah, <laughs> this is Latrice from Alabama, Tanisha. Hey, Latrice, how are you tonight? It is well in spite of. Amen. 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 Yep, got your song tonight, and you are here yeah, tonight. Yeah, I it. <laughs> and I believe it too, girl. Yes, I know I do. The Lord has proven himself. It time matters time what you believe. Yes, he's going to do it. He said he would. Thank you, everyone. That's enough for me. As long as he said he would, he's going to do it, period. Like, it doesn't matter what they say. It doesn't matter what type of obstacles, hurdles. Blocks, ditches that they dig. It don't matter what type of boulders they roll at you, what type of guns they play. If he said he's going to do it, he's, he's going to do, do it. it. That's it. I'm going if I don't know when, W-H-E-N, but mm-hmm. I do know it'll be a win. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I know that's right. Let's pray for you, Latrice. Yes, sir. I'm glad that you called in tonight. Heavenly Father, we thank you right now. Jesus, Lord, we thank you for, for for using her, Father God, to to really be an encourager of people, that people need that. They need that excitement in the Lord. They need to know, hey, he's going to do it. He's going to, because a lot of people, they want to see it. People, we live in a society of people who, who want all the answers up front, and we serve a God who's just going to give you an answer up front and will not give you the details sometimes. Sometimes he will, sometimes he won't, but he'll tell you, look, this is what's going to happen in the end. And and people need somebody to say, hey, look, quiet your mind, quiet the people that's around you by maybe you don't need to answer that phone, maybe you don't need to answer that text, maybe you don't need to look on that Facebook or the Instagram or whatever you're looking at. Quiet, quiet all those other voices and focus on what God said he's going to do. Because if he said he would, if he said it, I'm I'm living it. I'm living it. Because even despite all the things that Terrence and I have gone through in the last few years, the hell, there has been so much, so many blessings. So many blessings. And even when the blessings that God promised us was under attack, God came through. Even when we, we bought our house and I was afraid to buy our, I was afraid actually to buy our home. And God said, what I bless you with no devil can take from me. And so that gave me peace for us to proceed. And so when God says it, it's a, it's, it's a wrap. It's a wrap to whatever anybody else is doing. It's almost like you get to the point where you know, like, when a person is coming against you and they're trying to take something from you that God has promised you, you feel sorry for them because you're like, I wouldn't do that if I was you because God has already said it and he's not going to allow you to stop his plan. 
And so, Latrice, I see you really using, God really using you to encourage people, like, to, to, to really just trust God. It's, it's a simple gospel. We complicate it, but it's a simple gospel. We could, all we got to do is trust God and do what he says to do. And that's, it's just that simple. And then all the other stuff we deal with, he will use to strengthen us, to fortify us, to grow us, to get us where we need to be so that we can be used by him in, in the highest capacity. Because something that I want to do, whatever God has placed in me, I want to die empty. I don't want things left in me. I want it all used, every aspect, every area, every experience. I want it all used for the glory of God. And God's going to use you, Latrice, to, to encourage to be like a fire. It's like I see you lighting people's fuses so that they can take off, so that they can explode in Christ. So we thank you for that, Lord, and just continue to, to protect her, Father God, and continue to increase her in every area of her life in Jesus' name. Amen. Ooh, that was good work. Okay. Next is 803991. Who am I speaking with? Hi, this is Angela, South Carolina. Hey, Angela. How are you tonight? I'm well. How are you? Doing great. Glad that you got in, that you called in tonight. Let's pray for you. Heavenly Father, thank we thank you, Lord, for, for Angela, Father God. We thank you for her really, like I see God changing your view. Thank you, Lord, for changing her perspective. I, I see Angela as like God putting like like uh, glasses on you, like spiritual glasses. Like me, I wear, I don't wear glasses every day, like for like day to day, I probably should now, but I definitely use them like when I'm on the computer or like reading something up close. And I'm to that point now, like where I look at my phone and like, I have to like, kind of like, you know, you kind of like have it go towards you and kind of go toward back from you so that you can see. And it's amazing how if I put my glasses on, how I could see things very clear. Like I might have thought something was like a, a three and it was an E or something like that. Cause now with the glasses, I could see it clear. And I see God like putting spiritual glasses on you so that things are very clear where you, you're, you're going to have, you're going to know what it is. Like nothing's going to be able to get past you. Cause when you can't see very well, your, your, your vision is, is cloudy, so to speak. You, you don't see things um, um, very you don't see things well, right? Because your vision is cloudy. It's just like when people need LASIK, it's almost like their vision is cloudy and then they get the LASIK, now they can see things clear. And that's what I see, like you having a razor sharp vision in, in the spiritual where you, you're going to be able to see things for like what they are, like call it out immediately. Immediately, because it's going to be clear to you. Like other people might not be able to see it, but you'll be able to see it. Randy said something fascinating last night. He was saying how... Um, he he has seen Satan in a dream. So now, because he's seen him, like when 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 he's in people, he can see it. He can see Satan in people because he knows what Satan looks like. And so that's what I see. Like with you, you your 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 vision is going to be so clear in spirit, so razor sharp. You'll be able to see within people what are they serving. You know, even if they're godly people, but they might be serving some some wrong things. Because you could be godly and serving attention or serving, you know, the need to please or whatever. And you're going to be able to see it very razor sharp, like very clear, like spiritual glasses. You're like, oh, I, I see that. I see that immediately. You know, no matter how much they pretend and talk the talk and try to walk the walk and try to convince you, you're going to see it. You know, one of my favorite sayings is I'm going to believe you are my lying eye, meaning my eyes ain't lying. You are. You know what I'm saying? So you're going to see it so clear 
that it doesn't matter what they're saying. You're going to know what you're seeing to be true so that you can help them and be effective in their life, whether it be to pray for them or minister to them, to give them a word, whatever the case may be, because you're going to know what it is. So I thank you, Lord, for that. Let that be done in Jesus' name. And Father God, um, increase her, send people to um, encourage her and send people to pour into her because it takes a lot to pour into others, especially in things of the spirit, when you're seeing things and you're trying to correct. So send people to pour into her and keep her strong and fortified and to, to, to bless her. Let it be done in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, got one last one here. 610969. Who am I speaking with? I know who it is. Shalom. Shalom. Hey, hey Lisa, how are you tonight? I'm okay. I just wanted to um, give you a quick praise report over your message last week um, okay. about love. Um, yeah. It was put into practice. It was put into practice. Like, mm. I think it was, um, yeah, in fact, it was the next day. Um, and so things got a little bit, mm, I don't know how to say it. The person wasn't. <laughs> receiving however mm-hmm. it doesn't matter like the effort on my behalf was there and I know it was God I know it was God and because um that message was like heavy on my heart you know and mm-hmm. um it, it doesn't really matter I guess if, if the person wasn't on the receiving end and then another thing happened where I was um, dealing with some past residual uh, offenses from um, past abuse and mm-hmm. um, it was coming back again because the person didn't change and they've been causing some issues uh, in the family and stuff like that mm-hmm. and I was getting like very upset and um, like it was like almost like oh my god I, I thought I forgave this person and I used to be able to pray for them and stuff and I couldn't I was get like I I was like literally not not able I was like I can't stand them I can't stand them but I was praying and everything and God like helped me to break that off and um you know, because I asked, like, or I was talking about last week about the agency of your will, um, mm-hmm. with the active agency in your will to forgive. So I was putting that into practice for, with myself, and um, it, it's been working. I mean, I do get annoyed, don't get me wrong, and dealing right. with, like, residual stuff with the family, extended family members, and just stuff, because um, my, uh, my desire is for all of us to come to come up and go deep and get it right. However, you know, everybody's their own person on their own journey. So right. I do get annoyed and frustrated. However, it's not like having me bound and I'm really, really putting into practice that message. Like it was so on point and it was effective because every time I was like, okay, guy, here we go. You know, I'm, 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 I need, I'm needing you to help me to love. And to walk it out, like, what does love look like, you know, and mm-hmm. to bless, right? We're not supposed to curse. We're supposed to bless. We're supposed to pay back evil with good, and we're supposed to overcome evil, you know, with the good. So I was putting that into practice the whole time, just like, oh, man, TNT, I know they're doing it, so we got to, you know, <laughs> we're all linking arms in the spirit realm for real. 
because we're all going through stuff, you know. So mm-hmm. I just love the PGM familia. I do. So I just yes. wanted to give you that right quick. Awesome. And I love when how God does that. How He, you know, gives a message, and then like the next day, <laughs> here comes the test, and you're like, okay, I know what I need to do. And it's not always easy, especially when you're dealing with past hurt and you're dealing with people who. You know, sometimes they don't acknowledge the hurt. Sometimes they don't even care, you know, and, and, and you're having to work it out, but you're having to find that way. Like, okay, Lord, how do I show love? Some One way the Lord showed me how with myself, how to show love sometimes to people is silence. Sometimes it's, it's, it's absolutely nothing um, so that I don't say what I want to say. Um, so he teaches you the different ways on how, how, to, how to really love people. Sometimes it's just me saying nothing and praying, and um, but he'll teach us. That's the beauty of it. We're not going to always get it right all the time because we're people dealing with feelings, and that just comes with being a human, but we learn. And then when other people come and are like, man, my family gets on my nerves, or I can't stand this person, you know, you, you know, you could give them some, some sound wisdom, not like the world that says, oh, you know, do this, that, and the other, or you know, be petty or tit for tat or this, that, and the other. You're like, nah, do this because it works. You know, God's ways work. So I'm glad that you gave that testimony so, you know, other people. So let's pray for you. Um, you're my last hour tonight. And then um, I, we all, the little thing just came on. So let me pray for you before it cuts off. Heavenly Father, we thank you for Lisa Lewis. I thank you, Father God, for her um, expanding in the area of love. Um, thank you, Lord, for using her to be obedient to your word and obedient to your message to, to sow seeds that sometimes people don't receive the love that we give them, but we're sowing a seed, and we believe that, that the seed will be watered and that in, 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 in due season that it will, it will produce. Um, it will produce, and that's just our job. We just sow seeds, and we show them how it's done. Even if they don't recognize it right away, they will see it later, and it will be uh, encouragement later to them, or they it could be an example later. Like, man, she could have went off on me, but and said she she showed me love, she was kind, and and with people who are meaning to harm us, um, when we show them love and and they are not reciprocating, or they're not even trying to be peaceful, it's like hot coals on their head um, when we do it. So you you use it however you see fit. It's just our job to be obedient. And to sow good seeds because those seeds that we try to plant people, even if it doesn't take because of their own will, we still sow seeds that we will reap a harvest up too. That when we have unlovely times, that people will show us love because we don't always have lovely times. We're human beings too. Or, or when we need some grace, um, somebody will show us some grace. Or if we need some mercy, somebody will show us some mercy. So I thank you, Father God, that you're continuing to grow her. Um, in the area of, of love and that you are expanding her in the area of love, that you're preparing her even for different uh, types of love. Um, so we thank you for that. Let that be done in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you all for tuning in. I said I was going to get off early and didn't, but it is what it is. <laughs> Just let the Lord have his way. So uh, make sure to call back in tonight um, to Randy's show. Let me pull that number up in case you don't have it. It is 319 Six seven three seven. Call back at eight forty five. Hit one. That puts you in the queue. And typically on Wednesdays, after he gives a, a message, he prays over everybody that has their hand up. 
So thank you for tuning in tonight. Until next time, I love you all. Good night. <laughs>